Shalom, I am Alan. And I am Leontine. Alan and I are professional tour guides, friends, and immigrants to Israel. In this podcast, we talk about everything Israel and our life here. I moved to Israel, fulfilling a lifelong dream after 30 years as a trial lawyer in Memphis, Tennessee. And I have a lot to say about my homeland. And I was born in Holland, then lived and worked as a licensed tour guide in France and ended my journey living and working in Israel. Yalla, let's go! Hello, Ellen. How are you? I'm great. Shalom, Leontine, and Shavua Tov. A good week to you. So, you know, uh, this week I guided um, a gentleman from Switzerland, a very nice uh, man. I guided him for a full day, and he was very, very interested in everything I told him about Jerusalem. And a few times he mentioned that he was in Jerusalem for a very special reason, and that maybe he was going to tell me uh, later in the day and then later in the day he said maybe I will tell you at the end, in the end of the day <laughs> and I ask once uh, uh, are you he ready sounds, to he tell sounds me like a, he sounds like a guide yeah so I asked him once are you going to tell me he said no 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 not yet and at the end of the day uh, we got back to the hotel and um, we were going to say goodbye to each other and then I asked I said, are you going to tell me why you were here? And he said, no, I will probably send you an email to explain. And so I'm still waiting. Yes. So You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very mysterious. Was it a love story? Was it something religious? Now, you know, my fantasy is uh, going always. Was it a promise that he made to somebody? And I also, I, I feel that I maybe I did something... I did. He couldn't trust me enough to tell me, so I feel that I failed a little bit, you know, because I was hoping, I was pretty sure he was going to tell me at the end of the day uh, why he was here, but it's, I, it I, didn't happen. I don't think it's about you. I always think it's about me, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend, uh, Scott Baum, he, he taught me a saying, I think he was quoting Mark Twain, Yeah. what other people think of you is none of your business. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, I kind of tend to think that everything is about me. So, so how was your week? <laughs> I, had a, I had a good week. You know why I had such a good week? Mm -hmm. Be because we were on vacation. Ah. Uh, we just returned. We went to, which we try to do every summer, except for when there's COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to uh, Italy, to <clears throat> Tuscany, and we're just now uh, returning it, mm. It's always wonderful to, to go to Italy. It's wonderful to go to anywhere. And uh, one of the greatest benefits besides living in, in the Jewish homeland of living here in Israel is that we have the opportunity to travel uh, to a lot of places, either Europe or Asia or Africa. We can go to a lot of places um, easily because they're so close and uh, it's not very costly to go. Now, you coming from Holland and Paris don't understand what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> but, but, but my American friends, you know, America just itself, you have to drive 15, 20, 30 hours to go um, across country uh, and certainly to come across the sea, the Atlantic or the Pacific Oceans is, uh, or at least was when I was growing up, very expensive and very far. It's a long plane ride to get from from just from New York to Israel is an 11 hour flight. Yeah. Um, so, but when you're in Israel for an American 
born in America, growing up in America, we romanticized about going to Paris or to Amsterdam or to Prague. Or to Italy. Or to Italy. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So today, living here, you make a, you know, you, you, you Google, you find a f cheap flight to Italy. Which or, is uh, 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 ecological. Uh, it's not so considered oh well anymore. But oh. no, I, I, I love to go to Italy. So anytime I get the opportunity, I will go. Yeah. Well, for us to be able to go to these places yeah. um, at a relatively inexpensive rate and four or five hour plane ride at most to any place in Europe or Eastern Europe or Western Europe or even parts of Africa yeah. is quite special and a great reason to live here. And the vacation was nice? The vacation was amazing. Ah, good for you. I'm happy for you. So guys, the topic of the week is Mahane Yehuda versus Carmel. Now, if you have never been to Israel, you might say, well, versus... Machane Yehuda is a market, is the market in Jerusalem, and the Carmel, or HaCarmel, is the market in Tel Aviv. And Ellen and I like to disagree, just already for the principle of disagreeing. Eh? We like to, uh, even if we agree, we like to disagree. So, of course, on this subject, we disagree as well. I prefer the Carmel, and Alain... Uh, Alain, Alain. Alain prefers uh, the Machane Yehuda. You see, I pronounce your name in French now, Alain. <laughs> Alain. You know, I took four years of high school French. Yes. And I know four words after four years of high school French. Ah. Ferme la bouche, Alain. <laughs> okay, ah, that's a good one. Tell Ferme every, la bouche. Tell everybody what that means. Fair, oh, I have to go. It means shut up. Yeah, Shut that's up, all I heard Alan. for four years. Fermez la bouche, Alain. I will say to you when you are too... Uh, okay, so Machane uh, Yehuda versus Carmel. So the two different, the two uh, main markets, the one is in Jerusalem, the other one is in Tel Aviv. Now, I lived in Tel Aviv for three years before coming to uh, to Jerusalem. So I, I used to go shopping in the HaCarmel market. And I have to say, when I was living in Tel Aviv, I had a slight preference for the Machane Yehuda. <laughs> but then, you know, because I would come to Jerusalem every now and then, and I, I thought, wow, this market is so nice. But now that I'm living in Jerusalem, uh, when I go back to Tel Aviv and I'm walking in the HaCarmel market, and then I think, oh, this is such a nice place. And you know how the grass is always greener? somewhere else is that mm -hmm. what they say mm -hmm. yeah so this this is my unfortunately this is how i function i guess so um now i'm going to explain to you why i like the carmel so much and then i'll give you the chance to explain hold on first of all are you serious that you like shuka carmel better than now that you flipped and you like shuka carmel better than yeah Machina, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, that's the way i where everything else is always better <laughs> i guess that's <laughs> so i i love the the Machina yehuda but now i have the chance to go there anytime every day if i want i guess i kind of prefer the carmel which is you know i have to get on a train to get there and a bus and so on so anyway The, the Carmel market, first of all, did you know that the Carmel market was founded in the early 1900s? And, um, you know, by local, basically there were local Arabs, and it was the same for the Machane Yehuda, they would come and sell their goods. They would sit on the, on the ground, on a crate maybe, and sell their uh, vegetables and uh, fruits from the street. And so then, we already have you beat. 
because you were early 1900s and we were late 1800s. It shook, uh, it shook Machina Yehuda. Ah, okay. So you were there before. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, Jerusalem was there before. I, I, that's, I, I admit. And um, uh, then uh, it was actually Mayor Dizengoff, the first mayor of Tel Aviv, who um, encouraged uh, to expand the market. So it, it, they, they, he said, okay, instead of all these farmers sitting there, let's uh, develop the market a little bit. And um, it actually, that is where also the name uh, started. So there was a street close by called the Carmel. Um, so that's how it became the Carmel Market. And now the Carmel Market, what is so nice about it is that it's uh, very, very hip and trendy. When you go there on a Friday, <laughs> Ellen is making faces. When you go there on a Friday morning, it's super, super, super busy. There's loud music everywhere. People are dancing. Um, so you have a whole uh, area with uh, junk, I have to say, like uh, uh, cheap uh, underwear and uh, watches. And, you know, so that part we skip. We, we were not interested in it. You have really amazing, amazing fruits and vegetable and fish and meat and so. And you have next to the market many, many small streets with lots and lots and lots of restaurants, cafes, um specialty shore stores where they sell uh you know goods for in the kitchen uh or a, a very very high-end butcher and so on and so you can walk around there and really the the most amazing sandwich there is from panda i still think i i went there not such a long time from ago. where panda panda oh panda oh. yeah we went there together it's, yeah, yeah i went there again uh, not such a long time ago and they had the, they get sandwiches in the pizza bread but the pizza bread is steamed so the pizza the bread is almost like melting in your mouth they anyway like a ceviche don't they put like uh, yeah i yeah. took the one with uh eggplant this time but uh so, Ha Carmel, you, you come out kind of um, full of energy, I would say, and your stomach is all also very, very full. Um, so, I guess that is what I like about the Ha Carmel market, is that you have this the food on one side and then all the restaurants and cafes on the other side, all the young and beautiful people walking around there and dancing. So, it's also a pleasure for the eye. Uh, yeah, so what do you, uh, why do you think Machane Yehuda is better? Oh my God, where do I start? First of all, you said that, that Shuka Carmel uh, was established in the 19, early 1900s by Mayor, Mayor Dizengoff. I think that's funny, Mayor, Mayor Dizengoff. I like to say his name, Mayor, Mayor Dizengoff, because yeah. he was the mayor and his name was Mayor. True. His name was so great, they, they named him twice, yeah. right? Yeah. But it still looks like the 1900s, the early 1900s. They've done no improvement. The, 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 the place looks like shacks. Um, you know, when it rains, you don't have cover. Uh, and I don't get me wrong. I love Shukar Kamal. I know you love okay? it, yes. But, but when you go to Jerusalem, it's more spacious. It's covered. It has a covered section. You don't get wet in the rains. Uh, you have uh, you can come with an umbrella, but anyway, go ahead. No, I have to. I want to really go to the market and have to <laughs> carry my umbrella. It's so it's more spacious. It's more colorful, in my opinion, because the stalls are arranged, lined up in a in a in a I think more efficient way. Um, I love the fact that it's in Jerusalem. I mean, it's surrounded by by the history. Now I, I, I'm going to give you t Tel Aviv, Shukar Carmel. 
It's got Nachalat Ben Yamin on one side. Yeah. It has on the other the side the, the Yemenite uh, quarter, mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting and fascinating. It's got Nevet Sedek not far away. And what's that? Uh, Shankin Street, the trendy. Yeah. So, yes, it's centrally located uh, and it's got lots to do around the market. But for Jerusalem, the Machane Yehuda is like the place to go. It is the center of that area. It's a much larger market, I think, because you, you have the Iraqi shook, you have the open market, mm-hmm. and then you have the covered market. And um, I really um, just love the feel, the, the vibe. Um, it's a little different than Tel Aviv. Yes, Tel Aviv is all the pretty people, da-da-da-da-da, you know, they're all... Ah. Uh, you in the in the Carmel market there is, for instance, one tiny, tiny, tiny place that the uh, two uh, guys of my age and a bit older, and they sell ultra orthodox Jews, and they sell. They have a small, small, small place, and they sell the best herring in the world. Ah, you've taken me there. It and, is okay. It's good herring, right? And it's like in the middle of all the trendy stalls, but that, that you know you have these little treasures there that are really quite amazing. Um, there is a guy who, uh, at the end of the market, when you come out, he only sells in the season watermelons. He sits outside and he's surrounded by watermelons. That's the only thing that he sells. I think the rest of the year he's probably home waiting for the watermelons <laughs> to grow. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, and it's actually quite big also, no? It is. But I tell you, when I'm in Shukar Carmel, it seems a little... Tighter. Look, you have to use your elbows as you're going through. Yeah. I don't know if it's busier. It's just it's it's tighter. It's the the road is narrow, n- narrower, um, and it's hard to get through in and in and out. I feel like uh, the Machane Yehuda Market is a little uh, more open. Now, of course, you lived in Tel Aviv, and I live here in Jerusalem. Now you're in Jerusalem. The beauty of Shuk, uh, Shuk Machane Yehuda is that you can actually uh, you know, I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with the stall owners. You know, I, there's the, the pickle guy I go to and the olive guy I go to and the olive guy I don't go to. And I learned that from Diane. Diane, boy, she knows that market and she knows every stall. And if you ah. cross her or you sell her something that's a shekel more than it is at the next stand or you, or you have your finger, she, she remembers it. Uh-huh. And she says, that's the guy I don't go to. Okay. Over there, that's the guy I go to. And it's just a great, great feel particularly on Friday. The feel in the Shuk uh, Machina Yehuda on Friday, all the young people of Jerusalem uh, at the cafes enjoying themselves. And you mentioned the, the social life all around Shuk Carmel, but I love that Shuk Machina Yehuda, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Do you remember that story? Yeah. Of the two uh, different personalities? Because during the day, it's a market. Uh, it shook a machine Yehuda. It's the spices and the produce, and it's it's vibrant with the smells. It challenges your five senses. And at nighttime, the stalls close after dark, and it becomes the whole shook. The whole market turns into an entertainment district with the cafes and the restaurants and the, the bars, and it's alive. So it's a very special place to go during the day, and it's a whole different experience and very special at night as well. One thing you said about the shuk, it's the only shuk, because we call the shuk machine Yehuda the shuk. Mm-hmm. We also call shuk Carmel the shuk. But in Jerusalem, when you're in Jerusalem, you have to be careful, because when you say the shuk, 
Sometimes people think Machane Yehuda, and other times they think you're talking about the Arab market in, in the, the old city. city. Yeah. 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 So you have to be careful with that. Yeah. Now, I also love uh, my familiar restaurants. Uh, of course, the Sabih, Sabih Aricha. You and I have had an ongoing debate about yeah. which is better, the Sabih Aricha. And I know you're going to tell me, yeah. oh, but it, your, your place in Tel Aviv used to be good and it's no longer good, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but Sabih Aricha in the Shuk is uh, incredible. I think the best Sabih I still got is uh, found it in Tel Aviv. But okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. How about this? Yeah. How about this? Azura. Azura is uh, unique. Azura yes. in the Iraqi uh, section of yes. the Machina Yehuda yes. is incredible. Yes, this place. I yeah. say versus Azura, I say Panda. No, yeah. Panda's fast food. Azura, you sit down and you have uh, Iraqi, Iranian kind of Middle Eastern food. Yeah, but the quality reaches uh, the same quality as the sandwich of Panda. Have you ever had the oxtail? It, yes, yes. Okay, and you're going to tell me that matches a panda pita yeah, sandwich? Yeah, yeah, the sloppy, the sloppy panda. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know about I, you I sometimes. I think we'll never disagree. We'll never agree, or we'll always disagree, I think, I guess. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so I you love, say, I love if you want to disagree, you say, no. We <laughs> <laughs> I love Machina Yehuda, okay. and I love Shuka Carmel. Okay, but, okay. But just so our listeners know, that there, every city you go to has many different shooks, markets, outdoor mm-hmm. markets. Yeah. Um, in Tel Aviv, of course, you have Levinsky Market. You also have... Levinsky uh, is great. Uh, but the best one that nobody even knows ah, about... Tikva. Tikva Market. Yes. We, and we went there, but we'll, we'll talk about it. That's Tikva. another, that's another that's podcast. That's another thing. I, maybe we agree on that one. I think we do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to write that down. Write it down. This Today, will be in our time, bucket we, list for. We that. agreed. We <laughs> right. Now we do have a question um, uh, today that is about food, and uh, it is uh, a, a, a tourist who came here and who tried to get a good coffee, but uh, in the old city of Jerusalem, but she couldn't find it. So uh, this was after I guided her. She wrote me an email and she said, I'm in for another few days in uh, Jerusalem, in the old city. Where can I get a really, really good cup of coffee? So I did give her an answer, but first I'm interested in your answer, Alan. Where oh. would you go for a good cup of coffee in the old city? All right, so I, I'm going give, to give you my answer, and I have a feeling that we're going to agree again on some of these coffee places. Okay. Agree um, or disagree? Agree. Oh. Okay. We're going, you might come up with uh, something else that I'll learn about. But, Go ahead. But look, first of all, you remember, I, I didn't drink coffee until four or five years ago. Yeah. And now I'm all of a sudden a big connoisseur. Yeah. And I learned from my Dutch uh, clients. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, call it, I don't know if you remember this. Um, five years ago, when I started guiding, uh, one of my first groups was coming from uh, Holland. Yes. And I called you and I said, Leontine, what do I have to know about guiding a Dutch group? Okay. Yes. And guys, we took two and a half years or almost two and a half years of a course. And I wanted to know what I needed to know about guiding a Dutch group. And it came down to one thing. Yes. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Leontine said, Alan, whatever you do, make sure you have coffee in the morning, coffee in the noon and coffee in the afternoon. Yes. Keep them happy with coffee. And she was right. And so, beer at the end of the day. And beer after after yeah. hours. Yeah. So um, 
the incredible thing was that as I've become like this like expert on coffee, having never uh, had coffee my entire life, in the old city, um, you have to decide, first of all, do you like Arabic coffee? Mm-hmm. Or do you like, like me, cappuccinos, which today, in Israel they call hafuch, yes. upside down cappuccino. Um, so I'm going to tell you my favorites mm-hmm. in the old city. Um, the top of my list, I would say, is um, La, uh, um, what's it called? La, the New Gate? Yes. Uh, Sayer. A la Patisserie. A la Patisserie yeah. uh, Sayer. Okay. Abu Sayer. Yes. Is his name. Yes. It's aptly, actually his name is Ibrahim. He's a pastry chef from, he got trained in, in uh, Paris. Mm-hmm. And his daughter, her name is Miriam. She's his sous chef. Ah, and she got trained in Tel Aviv, I saw. Yes, yes. yes. So there they make an excellent uh, cappuccino. Okay. Not uh, Arabic coffee. So that's kind of the top of, has become uh, my favorite at the New Gate. Okay. And then if you want at another gate, you can go to the Jaffa Gate when you come in. A good place to start a tour is at the, um, what's the Anglican church there? The Uh, Christ Christ Church. Church. Christ Church Cafe. Mm -hmm. They make a good cup of joe. Okay. Um, Now, as far as cappuccinos, I now have, uh, it's it's rising up to my favorite because I also like, particularly now in the summertime, I like iced coffee. By, by the way, it's not ice, iced coffee here. If you ask for an iced coffee, you're going to get a, a slurpy, a slushy, uh, a sugar drink. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask for cold coffee. But in the old city, in the Jewish quarter, there's a new cafe there that was opened by a, a, a young man who moved to Israel, made Aliyah from Mexico. Have you met? Have yes. Yes. And uh, what's his place called? Do you remember? Uh, Rova uh, Cafe. Of the the Ro- Rova, Rova cafe? cafe. Yeah. Um, and he makes great coffee, but especially his uh, cold, uh, what do they call it? It's, uh, it's French. Café latte, uh, café something. Okay. Something French. Okay. But it's excellent. Café au lait, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Ole, 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 ole. That's Spanish. Anyway, so uh, my final choice in the old city mm-hmm. is because some of my, my clients, they want Arabic coffee. I don't like Arabic coffee. It's too too uh, um, too bitter for me, and they call it boats because it's like mud. Mm-hmm. It's got the, the mud at the bottom of the cup, but they put cardamom in it, so it's very special. And I like to go to. Uh, I take them to a little closet on what be, what was in the old time called the Silversmith Road, mm-hmm. uh, not far, you know, uh, where Khumus um, Arafat is. Yes. There's a little guy in a closet, and he's dispen- he's sending uh, Arabic coffee all over the shuk, um, and his Arabic coffee is, from what I'm told, uh, excellent. Okay. What okay. about you? So I know all the places that you mentioned. I'm just going to add a few for Arabic you, coffee. But do you like the places that I mentioned? Uh, yeah, yes, um, but I think the ones that I know are a little bit better. <laughs> of course, tell of me. Of course, for the tell Arabic coffee, the best for me yeah. is um, when you enter the old city through Damascus Gate. Okay. The very first cafe coffee shop on your right. That's the place you have to go for the uh, Turkish coffee. And you can tell the guy if you want no sugar or a little bit of sugar or a lot of sugar. And his coffee is lovely. It's not bitter at all. And it's 
strong but not too strong it's perfect so you don't it doesn't have a name it's just the damascus gate coffee on There's, the right yeah yeah it's the first coffee shop on the right when you enter damascus gate and you're sitting there and you're i mean just the view of the people entering and going out through the damascus gate is uh, is just so nice and he's very nice the second place is a little bit further the austrian hospice i think their coffee is amazing the setting is amazing <coughs> Oh, Alan doesn't like it, but I used to like it okay. when their strudel was better. Ah, but I don't know. You have to take their banana cake. The banana cake is to die for. Um, the strudel is only my grandmother who makes made it well. She, unfortunately, she passed, but um, I cannot eat any other strudel. Uh, so Austrian hospice, the coffee is really good, and uh, the third place that I really like is in the Christian Quarter. In the main street, when you come from um, Jaffa Gate and you go towards the Holy Sepulchre, you walk in, you walk down David Street and then you take the street to the left. And in that very wide uh, street going towards the Holy Sepulchre with all the little umbrellas, uh, there towards the end on the left, you have a small um, uh, coffee shop that serves espresso and uh, uh, the fouch that you like and everything. And it's, it's amazing, very clean. Very classy. Uh, you don't know the cafe? Okay, no, so there's, you, so you there's two go. cafes that I don't know about that yeah. you're going to take. Please take absolutely, me there. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is uh, the answer. Uh, Janine, you were the one who uh, was asking the question. So have a good week, all of you. Thank you for listening to Yala Israel. Send your questions by email at yalaisraelpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at yalaisraelpodcast. This podcast was made possible with the help of Leia Kramer, our editor, Elliot Musses, our musician, and Shai Aloni, our cover art designer. <laughs>